How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the Extra Pad Podcast. I'm here with Jack Dimitros to discuss some breaking news in the NBA. Jack, what happened? All right, so uh, James Harden just had a, a post-game interview, and he dropped a pretty wild quote, uh, and he said, uh, I love the city. I've literally done everything I can. This situation is crazy. I don't think it can be fixed. Thanks. And then he left the podium. Wow. So, uh, wow. Looks like Harden uh, is gone. Uh, now, you know, I thought, I didn't think that the trade was going to happen. Like, the way the season had been going for his suitors and for the Rockets at the very beginning of the year, I, I didn't think the trade was going to happen this early. But with, you know, an, an explosive quote like that, you really accelerate you know, this whole process. Yep. It, it looks and, like a sure uh, thing. Yeah. I mean, at this, at that point, like, uh, you know, with, uh, with a little call out of, you know, and before that he's talked about how the team doesn't have enough talent, doesn't have enough chemistry. It just, and, and they're never going to chemistry with him not caring. Exactly. Right. Like you can see like he, the, the, his fitness, the way he's been playing recently. He dropped 16 points tonight. And then after the yeah, game and, blamed the team not having chemistry. Like, yep. I mean, and uh, last night against the Lakers, he had like 16 as well. He's been averaging night, 17 but. for his past four games. Yeah, like, like obviously Harden is out of it. Yeah, right he, now, like he's not. He's not trying. Like, he's not trying. Right. I mean, he, no, maybe he's trying, not. but he's not. He's not giving it his all. Like. Yeah. I mean. And the team is obviously suffering for it. You know, like the Lakers just blew him out two games in a row. Yeah, I know. It wasn't even close. Nope. Yeah, they got it was just a bad. Plant. Yeah, like, it was a it was a bad loss tonight too. Like with Harden playing yeah. like that, and it I, I hate it because it undercuts how well Christian Wood's been playing, and mm-hmm. the fact that he's like knocking on the door of All Star status even in the West. And to me, it's just really frustrating because I think the team has a lot of potential, but I think it's potential that needed to be worked out over the next you know ten to fifteen games. And yeah. for Harden to just throw in the towel completely, like I get it if he's a little pessimistic, and he has right to be, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But just yeah, in general, I mean, the team is what they're the 14 seed in the West right now. Yeah, and obviously it's still I, st- I mean it's still too early to say that they're almost 500. Yeah. You know, like obviously, a sweep doesn't like, help that, yeah. but they're not the worst team in the West. Yeah, but. and they're holding that record again with Harden playing really shitty lately. Yeah, and frankly, if he plays up to you know Harden ask. They're winning half those games at least. So I think it's a combination of the fact that they didn't make a splash move to coincide with Westbrook leaving and the fact that, dude, it feels like Houston in general lately is just getting, like, smacked by everyone in the (laughs) league for having terrible front offices that don't commit to their stars and don't take winning seriously. It's it's, it's really crazy because, like, this exact same shit is going on with Deshaun Watson. I mean, I will say uh, James Harden actually got talent around him and just squandered it, right? That's but, true. But the, again, misfortune in 2018, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. And exactly. the thing is, like, the, since the James 2018, James Harden situation is a lot different. Or the, sorry, the Deshaun Watson situation is a lot different. For sure, for I'm sure. Screwed. I, I feel sorry for Houston sports fans right now. Yeah, they must but be dude, a year ago today, super bad. a year ago today, they were up 24 nothing on the eventual Super Bowl champions. <laughs> So, like, that's the only hesitation I have with saying that that organization is a dumpster fire. But regardless, um, back to the Houston Rockets, I think it's very evident that Harden's at the end of the rope. I mean, we, we all kind of thought it was going to happen in the preseason, and it didn't. 
this almost seems like it's overdue. So the real question is, where is he going? And I think it's a lock for Philly. I, I really I do. I agree. And, you know, uh, to get in on them and specifically uh, the person he would most likely be traded for in Ben Simmons. And I'll be honest, I, I've been disappointed in Ben Simmons this year. Yes. Right? I think, the Sixers I think have a lot been of people great. have been. But the reason I thought the Sixers would be great wasn't from Joel Embiid taking that next leap. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be Ben Simmons taking that next leap and becoming, you know, a debatable, you know, top 10 player in the league and uh, with the new spacing around him. But mm-hmm. it's really been Embiid who has been ex- absolutely excellent this year as uh, Ben Simmons has looked like he has for the last couple of years, right? His defense is still incredibly elite. But he hasn't taken those steps on offense, and it's not even just the shooting, right? It's being aggressive. Just, it's being aggressive. Like, I just do not understand how he was what? What was he, he was like two for two tonight? I think he dropped 13 points in a game that went to 137 in overtime. Yeah, he, he fouled out, but yeah. Yeah. But still, he had five points. My bad. <laughs> he, had, he had five points. Although, he did have like, a 12-assist night tonight, so sure, we can't uh, hark again, on that too much. Again, but. Like he, he's, a, he's a great passer. He's a great defender. But he played 31 minutes and took two shots. Like, I, I yeah, don't want to no, hear absolutely, it. Absolutely. You can't. Your, your, your star player cannot be taking two shots in a game against the Miami Heat. Without Jimmy Butler. Like, it's not like they had an elite defender uh, playing him yeah. tonight. No, absolutely. Right? He just needs to be able to create his own shot in the half court, and he has all the tools to do so. He has to learn how to use his body to, like, draw contact and mm-hmm. finish around people instead of, you know, doing these stupid, like, hook shots all yeah. the time. And just chucking up bad layups at the rim because he's just he's just nothing an offense in the half court you know he, in the half yeah. court he's a, a he's a early 2000s power forward you yeah know what i mean like he's a glorified demar Derozan. i mean i don't think that's a great comparison of a player but on offense just like someone who struggles in an era of spacing you know what i mean i mean I mean, DeMar been balling out this season. so I, That's I true. I mean, I guess DeMar's better. But in terms of, like, the dimensions yeah. they play into their offense, you know, everyone's like, oh, DeMar would be a star in the 90s. And they're probably right. I mean, he's very close to being a star in today's NBA and, you know, yeah. can't develop a reliable jumper. So I think that's the real mm-hmm. shocking thing. I mean, it's his fourth year in the league, and he can't take an elbow jumper. Did you see that possession today? He dribbled down I to the free throw line, picked up the ball with like. All right, so he came down the court. For anyone who didn't see this, he had at least like three feet of separation, all the room in the world to take a jumper from the free throw line, and he picked up his dribble and turned his back to the hoop, looking for an outlet yeah, pass. I, I'm it was pretty just, sure he actually dribbled into the paint. He did. Yeah, no, no, it was it was yeah, in front of the dribbled, free throw line. Like he he like caught the ball at the free throw line, right? And yep. like took like a dribble into the paint and then just like stuck his back to the basket and the defender wasn't even like on him oh it wasn't even close it was weird looking yeah it was yeah it was like he it was like someone called a timeout it was like uh, again he just i don't know what's up with ben simmons but again this isn't to disrespect him as a player because he's so elite in every other category of the game yeah he just needs to be more aggressive and again until then i I, he's not yes that that's the next step for him right it's not even the shot 
It's the aggression, you know, and his ability to make free throws too. Yeah. Right? I think that's a big part of why he's not aggressive because he can't make free throws. But, uh, again, uh, you know, to tie it back to the Harden, the Harden thing, he is still the best option for uh, the Houston Rockets. Jalen Brown's a better option, but it's not happening, so. I mean, yeah, but it's the only realistic option Yeah, that is out there. Because, that partially, is, because Jalen Brown is playing so well. Yeah, and I mean, I still don't know if who I'd take. Uh, yeah. He would probably I mean, I be think, second. I think the Celtics could put together the second best package, unfortunately. Like, I'm not happy about that, but I think it's the truth. Yeah, I mean, they won't try to trade for James Harden, though. No. Uh, and But, like, what about a team like the Nuggets now? Staring down the I barrel. I mean, Ben like, Simmons is still a better asset than anyone they have. It's true, but again, Unless if they Philly sticks, trade. all right, just consider it from this hypothetical where Philly sticks with him. Who would be on the off chance that that happens? I think it's a lock, but I mean, I don't know why Daryl Morey's so like bent on keeping Ben Simmons. Is it like a, a pride thing with like not wanting to bring Harden back into his city? Or is no, it like, I mean, I'm sure I think he'd he love to Harden. bring back. I'm, I'm yeah. sure he'd love to bring back Harden. I That's mean, what I mean. Why isn't it happening? Like he brought him in uh, to OKC because of how uh, he saw how elite James Harden's point per possession numbers were. He's James Harden's like the perfect nerd. He's the, stat, he's the like, analytic stats. freak. Yeah, exactly. Right. He's, he's a perfect guy for an, uh, a, a, someone who loves analytics, you know, a, a la Daryl Morey. Right. Yep. So it's not that it has more to do with the rest of management, I'm sure. And the fact that uh, the fan base actually loves uh, Ben Simmons, rightfully so. He's yeah. still a great player, even though we just, you know, shat all over him. Um, <laughs> That's the thing. Like, we shat all over him, and he's still a top 25 player in the league. Yeah, and, and again, I, I shit over Ben Simmons because it's just angry. It makes me angry that he's not an incredibly elite player, right? But Yeah, I agree. Um, and, yeah, again, I, I just think they have to make that trade. Right? That's the on, thing. On it's a no-brainer. Sides, like regardless, it's, it's still a no-brainer brainer at this point. Like it, it really makes Philly a scary team, a terrifying like, team, a really scary team. Like, like that's the second best one-two punch in the NBA, no doubt about it. Yeah, I guess. In in terms of a total package, for sure. Offensively, no. But like in terms of. Being a, the best just duo and, sh- like, straight up, yeah. I definitely yeah. agree. But, uh, honestly, I think part of the reason, I mean, like, Ben Simmons is underperforming right now relative to the fact that he was supposed to make improvements in his game, right? He's honestly regressing to some degree offensively. So the question is, that's no longer a fair trade. It's going to take a little bit more now, I think, and that's something that Philly's going to have to consider. Because I think the, his downgrade in play, it's not that it's, like, super damning in terms of his, like, short-term game, but long-term. If that's the player that you're going to get, if that's his ceiling, so to speak, that's a real problem. I mean, yeah. If it's his ceiling, it's a problem. But, again... And if it's not, then why are we freaking take... out? <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's just we expected him to take that leap already. And yeah. more for... The Sixers' current hopes, if they do not trade him for Ben Simmons or for James Harden, right? Like that's true. If Ben Simmons took the leap, I would be out here saying that they should not trade for James Harden. Uh, know, yeah, but, absolutely. But again, it's more for the the trade aspect 
mm-hmm. uh, and why. I mean, again, I'm I am worried about him not improving, but not like. I think he'll obviously improve. Like he has these glaring weaknesses that I know he can improve. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was more for uh, whether they are going to make the James Harden trade as to why I'm about the, his improvement going into this season and how good the team is. Yeah, it's you know? unfortunate in a lot of ways because you're right. I mean, if if Ben Simmons was playing elite offensive basketball, this team would be the best team in the East for sure. Yeah. And like you can sort of say that now, but it it seems like they have some holes. Like it took. Embiid, you know, having a historic stat line, 45-15-5, which is the most by any Sixer in 35 seasons, which is kind of weird. It took that effort for them to go to OT with the Heat, you know, without their best without player. Jimmy so, Butler. like, th- th- there is some problems. And, again, all these regular season games, like, you can't take too much truth from them mm-hmm. because they're just so many weird games, and it's the regular season. But it's it's worth noting. Yeah, and uh, again, on to our, our next topic. We're actually sticking with the uh, 76ers and talk about uh, a guy who's been one of the better rookies this season in Tyrese Maxey. Yes. Now, if you if you listen to our uh, our first podcast where we went over the draft, mm-hmm. uh, you would know my stance on Tyrese Maxey. Uh, I, was, I thought he was a perfect fit in Philadelphia, and I thought he'd be really good, and he wasn't very good tonight. I will be mm-hmm. frank with you, but you know, only had, he had 16 points, seven for 18 from the field. Compared to Ben Simmons, I mean, that's that's still a great rookie line. I'll be honest. You kind of yeah, misled us with that. Too. I mean, 16 I mean, a again, and three for again a rookie. Like, be pretty satisfied with that. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's good. He was the uh, he was also the only uh, person on the team other than Dwight Howard who was a a, a negative in the plus minus. But that's fair. Again, Generally isn't a great stat, but when you are uh, the only guy to be a, a negative on the plus minus, mm-hmm. there's probably uh, a reason for that. But whatever, uh, he has been very good this season. What, what did he have against? Um, he had thirty-five, five and five. Yeah, and he's the uh, eighth player in NBA history to do that in one of their first ten games. What? Yeah, like he's he's putting up stats. I mean. And he's just a good player. Oh wait, right? it was thirty nine. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, against thirty nine. That's what I thought. And he has this beautiful floater. Yep. I mean, it is just absolutely. It's a gorgeous shot. Gets downhill really um, well. Yep, and he's just a really all around good player. He's a good defender as well. And again, whether they do end up trading uh, for James Harden or whether they end up keeping Ben Simmons. He is a guy who can be a real building block for uh, the 76ers team in the future. Yep. And I really think they they hit, uh, again, it's too early to say they hit a home run with yeah. that pick. But it looks like, for now, uh, they, they are, they're rounding the bases, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, on a, at least a double, right? That one's hit the deep left center. Yeah. Um, also, he only had two turnovers. That's worth noting. Yeah. He's the fifth rookie Absolutely. in NBA history to drop 39 with six or more assists and two or fewer turnovers. He's joined by LeBron James, Steph Curry, Michael Jordan, and Donovan Mitchell. So, I mean, it's not like this was a legit performance. It wasn't a fluky rookie game like Peyton Pritchard going for like 23-8. and eight. Although, I don't think that was a fluke, but you know what I mean. I, I know what you mean. And another rookie that's been sensational is Precious Achua from the Heat. I believe I pronounced that correctly. Precious to Chua. Yeah. yeah. It's a little bit simpler than you said. But That's yeah. fair. But 
I mean, he's looked pretty good too. He started tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he's another guy who uh, really fell into the perfect spot, mm-hmm. and he was just a guy who had a lot of potential, and it, I think uh, he's a good, a very good defensive player. He's a good leaper, and he's a really quick, tall, big man. Like he's a good athlete, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he's got some skills to him as well. Uh, nothing crazy. He's not really a jump shooter or that much of a jump shooter quite yet, mm-hmm. but definitely a really good player, especially for a rookie, and another guy who uh, is going to be an impactful player for the Heat. Again, him and Bam it's as a great part one-two of that big punch. man rotation is, yeah. is deadly. All right? That's a great front court. defensive end of the ball. Um, and that's uh, I, something I can't wait to watch in the next few seasons are are those two great are again not great but bam is great very promising uh, duo very yeah promising. a very promising uh big young duo uh down in south beach i believe tonight was his first start and be right uh, i think uh, well it, regardless he went for 17 13 and 3 against a tough sixers front court so oh yeah i mean he's he's the real deal i think although again still a little too early to say but i feel like with Tyrese Maxey and Precious, they fell into such good situations, it seems strange for them to not pan out, if that makes any sense. But mm-hmm. I think in general, you know, two, two, two hits for sure. We've got some other headlines to run through. Yeah, the I think the unfortunate one is the that Kyrie has been missing the last few games with personal issues. Mm-hmm. And, uh, again, I hope everything is good with him. There was the video that came out with him at his sister's birthday party without a mask, yep. which it's really unfortunate to see, you know. Yeah. But uh, at the, and, again, it sucks that, you know, they're not following the, uh, you know, rules. But also, it's his sister's birthday. Yeah. Like, again, like... It sucks that for the fans, but I'm sure Kyrie is okay with missing four games, three games, just to see his sister's birthday. Yeah, absolutely. And it sucks for his teammates. Again, I would not, you know, like that to see that video. It's just that's, kind of a yeah, slap in the face true. to some of them. Uh, but again, if Kyrie, you know, is really having, uh, you know, some some mental problems if he's just you know feel feeling really bad and mm-hmm. you know depressed you know i, I hope he gets better right like, yeah someone else to say the nets are did uh have a big win today over yep. the nuggets without him katie, katie played went great. crazy um but again i hope Kyrie is back soon uh i hope he's all good and yeah. i i hope he uh he at least you know learns his lesson from not uh you know breaking protocol but yeah again it's his sister's birthday so also this is another instance where i feel like every single headline you see is just picking out the absolute worst of Kyrie, and they always fail to mention all of the you know actually great things that he does and the fact, yeah, the that, fact that he's like a lot of the time the- when he makes it bigger than basketball it's for the right reasons so yep, like for I him to step totally away agree. for a few days it's not the craziest thing, and 
I mean, again, this is kind of what you have to be prepared for if you're a fan of a team that carries on. But again, like, it's just you you, you won't hear the silver lining in his personality and in the way Mm -hmm. he operates. And it's like the amount of good that he does for it and the amount of good things that he says and recognizes. So, I mean, he's it's not good for his image. And that's the annoying part. Yeah. And he's consistently one uh, of the guys who, you know, he donates a ton of money. You know, yeah, like uh, millions. He's and yeah, he, he's uh, actually I mean, ton, you know right? he actually does shit. And I, I uh, his comments about uh, you know the fact that the NBA eventually should be owned by the players. Yeah. is like it's base as fuck. Like, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like, it is again, way too woke. Shit. It's uncomfortably he woke. Stupid shit like the uh, the flat Earth, you know, space. the flat Earth thing. But yep. his his statements on. Uh, you know the uh, the NBA's issue or his problems with the bubble and uh, the the ability for the players to speak out against social justice or for sorry not against for social justice <laughs> yep. um, uh, from the bubble yeah uh, was totally valid and he got a lot of shit for that. Remember when Woj literally called him the disruptor? Yep. <laughs> like Ky- Kyrie definitely gets slandered way too much. Um, and again, I hope he's okay. Yeah, I mean, I hope he gets on the court soon. Yeah, I mean, the, with the way Katie's playing and the way he played tonight, I mean, I I feel bad that he's backpacking the team. It kind of feels like the same Embiid situation. You know, their 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 co-star just ditches him, and you know, in Ben Simmons' sense, he didn't actually leave, but you know what I mean. And I think yeah. in general, it's a. I mean, you never want to see a dude coming off an Achilles injury now being asked to carry the entire load. When there's another star that could be playing, so just for like for everyone's perspective, I think it'd be best if he's back on the court. Yep. And then on to the other unfortunate news of the week is what is the NBA gonna do with some of these COVID breakouts yeah. in teams? I don't know the exact teams that have it. I think the Celtics uh, are decimated. Mav- yep, the Celtics are decimated. The Mavs had six positive tests yep on their team after one um, exposure like that's just again that's crazy you know the sixers played a game they totally shouldn't have that yep. game we're talking about or tyrese maxi had 39 they should not have played that game no like, no they shot <laughs> had eight players active and one of them was uh what it was mike scott and he was hurt so he couldn't actually play yep like, Doc Rivers ridiculous. made a comment about him jokingly not playing, and everyone thought it was because he was trash, but he was actually just hurt. <laughs> yeah, no, like uh, again, the NBA has to has to do something. Again, I don't know if it's gonna be a, a pause. Yeah, which would be tough because it would be a long pause. Yeah, it would probably be like a two week pause, right? I think it would be longer than that, honestly. Really? Uh- you think they'd just like pause? You think they could? They'd have to. They'd pause for you know longer than that. Well, you know, the, more until so like if they just pause and come back in two weeks, the situation is going to be the exact same. It'll take a few weeks to start up once players start to ease with the restrictions, and it'll be gone. And That's... I think until they can be entirely vaccinated or entirely in a bubble, it's not sustainable. I mean, it's not already. They're postponing games by weeks. This season's already supposed to be shortened. You know what I mean? If you miss a full I, game slate of weeks and then, you know, possibly another slate in the next in the near future, because who's to say that these conditions are going to improve? They're probably going to get worse, realistically. Yeah, I, I, yeah 
You're and totally right. Unfortunately, you know, they can't all just go out and get vaccinated. You know what I mean? Obviously, the processes are not that simple. And I think it would kind of be a bad look for them to cut ahead of the priority lines. Although it would, you know, improve a significant amount of lives in terms of people enjoying their NBA. But still, regardless, they're not going to, you know, cut the line of like frontline workers or nurses who are still not even given access to this. So mm-hmm. I think unless though either of those things can happen, the vaccination or the bubble, it's not going to work. And Adam Silver is going to keep fighting it. And he's going to keep rolling out stupid protocols like no handshaking, no hugging. Yeah, Dude, that, like, they're after... posting each other up for 25 minutes a game. It's not going <laughs> to matter. They're some of the biggest dudes in the country and they're uh, slamming yeah, up against I... each other for, a... oh my God. It is, yeah, it makes no sense. Stupid. Like, yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw Bricado, who, for those of you who don't know, one of our English teachers from high school, he tweeted, uh, it's like trying to cure obesity by eating five hamburgers. It's just, it's so inconsistent. The messaging makes yeah. no sense and it's actively harmful. I think it really is. Mm-hmm. And back to the, in the vaccine thing, again, I think that is probably the best solution is, uh, again, not cutting in, in front of the line. But, I mean, that's probably what will happen, yeah. right? In, in some way, shape, or form, the NBA is going to cut the line. And at some point, I mean, I can't really – I'm not going to blame them that much. Like, of course, like, should they do that? Probably not. Obviously, the vaccine should go to people who need it more, yeah. you know, compared to just for our entertainment. But, you know, the truth is a lot of vaccines have been literally wasted Yes, by exactly by you know who the people just mishandling them or people and can't also, store them overnight because they don't have fridges it's crazy yep it, it is it's ridiculous it's an issue for another day you know the other thing is that there's like they have to vaccinate what like 1500 people yeah it would it would be no small feat it would be a lot of vaccines being taken i i mean that's really that's like that's not that many again joe biden announced today that they're gonna vac- be vaccinating a million people a day in 10 days okay that's true that's true but, so a thousand uh, fifteen hundred vaccines, it's not that much, right? Like, yeah, and yeah, when you when you put it next to the, those one million vaccinations happening every day, sh- sure. But and, and like, I, just on its, it's own, fifteen hundred, it's a lot. I mean, it's, it's yeah, it, it's a lot. But uh, there's now multiple companies who are producing the vaccine. That's true. I'm sure the NBA would be able to find a way to get its hands on, you know enough doses to get its players or at least whatever players want to be vaccinated yep um well, hopefully it's all of them <laughs> hopefully it's like at least 95 percent <laughs> yeah it has to be at least 80 percent yeah right? yeah 80 um, percent's the low bar but i don't think they would yeah. go that low honestly because yeah, they're on I, the national I stage think, i also think the players if it's like would not want to risk you know being out two weeks yes right precisely um and yeah i think <sighs> The, like as as much as I do not want the players to be able the NBA players to be able to skip in line and the NBA to uh, simply pay its way to the front yeah um you know we're talking about uh, the uh, an American organization you know yeah uh, that's kind of what America is all about if you can pay for it you can probably get it. Yeah, but that's like equivalent. That's like making this equal to if you know the craft executives got it because they're an American industry. Like I think the NBA players hold a different importance in terms of the fact that it is a viable industry 
that not only provides a lot of jobs, but kind of enhances a lot of lives, kind of, like, pacifies yeah, the general uh, again, public. That's, like That's true, and I do agree. Like, I don't think, you know, the outrage would be, you know, enough to make it not worth the NBA worrying about the safety of its players. Like, if you're going mm-hmm. to jog out these guys who are going to consistently be seeing other a lot of people. Yeah. Right, I get it that they are young, but they are still going to in their in their line of work that they are doing they are seeing a lot of different people yep. who have possibly had contracted or have you know been exposed are, to it asymptomatically yeah, been exposed to the virus and you know of course if you're you know these guys age you're not likely to die but you have seen uh that COVID 19 can lead uh lasting lung damage it can yes. leave lasting heart damage it and can ruin your endurance for in terms okay, of a exactly, season. Whose, whose body is worth millions and millions of dollars. Any damage to that is just is uh, unfair to these guys. Um, it's really and reckless. The NBA has to do what they what they have to do, and I think at this point it's uh, trying to find access to the vaccine as fast as possible. Right? Again, they got they made their own test. You know, when the people were worried about uh, access to tests, mm-hmm. right? And, and that barely made a headline. That's true. You know, That's so... True. Because people want the NBA back. They really do. Yeah, exactly. People, it, it brings people joy. And, and I think uh, they just, they should do it, right? Like, like, removing the NFL would cause riots. And I mean that, yeah. not in a literal sense, but that would be, that would not go over well. People were demanding for that to be back. That was a presidential talked about issue. So... The NBA will get that priority, I think. But partially, the reason I'm hesitant to critique it is because it realistically, if our vaccination distribution had been carried out properly, they probably could have been vaccinated a while ago. If we had been on top of this and rolled out those like millions of doses that were just waiting to be distributed out, we'd probably be getting close to, if not already past this point where most people can get vaccinated. So it's really frustrating because it's just like a bureaucratic failure that's resulting in all this collateral damage. And part of that is that, you know, the NBA is literally dealing with an outbreak within their teams. There have been teams that have played games days after inconclusive tests or waited like in the interim period waiting for results. And those players were allowed to play while the teams that they were playing were constantly exposed to the virus. It just happened with the Wizards. Every single mm-hmm. game that the Wizards played somebody after their mini outbreak, there would be someone that contracted the virus. It was just like happening in plain sight. And Adam Silver did not do anything about it. I think it's really reckless. Yeah, I I, I agree. Again, I, I'm still a little bit iffy on the the Wizards thing. I feel like that was as much coincidence about as anything or maybe, maybe not, it couldn't have been the players. But they uh, didn't spreading it. I mean, but, they really should have taken you know, a few days break yeah, to wait to get those other like, players tested. Again, That's the once, thing. They could have they could have been contagious. Got, oh yeah. And, and there were literally players who had been told they were getting positive tests in the game. Like the yes. Seth Curry yes. situation. <laughs> exactly. Right? Like that is ridiculous. It's absurd. It's so like, reckless. That is, like if you have not gotten your test result for that day, you should not be out on, on in the stadium. It, as yeah. simple as that. Absolutely. Right? Like but it's, it's still imperfect. It really is. Even if you're testing every day, there's some variability. Yeah, you can see exactly. people, and it might take a few days for that test to register positive. And in that interim period, you know, like three to five days or whatever it is now, 
you could be contagious and giving it to other players, which is probably what happened with the Wizards. All signs point to that being the, the start of the outbreak, according to the players who themselves said they were pretty careful. And that's the thing. You can't even verify that. So it's really just a mess. And I think it's in the yeah. player's best interest if at the very minimum they get like a 10-day break because they really need it in terms of contention for a lot of these teams. Like you can't just lose star players for two weeks and expect to be okay. And it's something that's entirely preventable. Well, that about does it for today, I think. Any last yeah. comments about uh, the, all that, these messed that up situations? It up for me. Yeah, it's been, it's been a rough week in the NBA. It really has That's all been. I can say. But, uh, you know, the Lakers are looking great. So <laughs> Shut <that>. up. <laughs> Although the Celtics are also in first in the East, so I honestly yes, I can't be mad. I can't be mad. I mean, I'd be mad at the fact that my team couldn't play right now, but, you know. Yeah, but you know what? If we can't play, we can't lose. So we might hold on to first for a little bit longer. Keep going, Adam Silver. <laughs> Uh, All right, yeah, so I think that'll do it for us today. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you very much for tuning in, and that's it.